Welcome to episode 38 of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, on our last episode, we talked a little about annual reports, why you should consider one for your organization. And I think we had a pretty good discussion about that. Yeah, we did. And, you know, one of our main takeaways from that uh, from that episode was that your annual report can really be a wonderful tool to help you share your story better, to, to share with your donors why, how you're changing lives and improving lives, um, saving lives. Uh, but also, it is a great way to connect with your donors. Well, I've no, noticed we've had an annual theme here because we talked about an annual audit and then an annual report. <laughs> Uh, two things that you've got to got to do every year because that's why it's called annual. But as we talked about an annual audit, as we talked about an annual report, it occurred to us that both of us were starting to think about an annual board meeting, and uh, we thought, wow, we should talk a little bit about that. And uh, I know Nathan, as we record this, you're on the cusp of your annual board meeting, like just in a few days. Yes. Yeah. You know, nobody ever asked me prior to March of uh, 2020, how do I do, you know, this on a uh, on a uh, Zoom call? How do well nobody before March, you know, hardly anybody in the nonprofit world even talked about Zoom, let alone local organizations. And so, anyway, so <clears throat> this question of how do I do this uh, virtually versus you know, I, this is how I did it when we met, but now we can't. So how do I do this? And it's just, you know, those questions just didn't come up prior to then. But now, you know, I get those questions all the time. Yeah. And we we realized as we talked that um, so we're all in different places as an organization. So both Nathan and I have board members that are scattered around the U.S. So we've had to do virtual kind of things even before we had to, you know? Um, And so we, we've done some things there. um, And then we come together in person, if possible, annually to, to work on this. There's a couple of things that we want to share today on this, on this episode. And we want to think a little bit about the, you know, what's the expectation when a board comes together and especially in an annual setting like this, but but Nathan, when a board comes together, what are what are the things that a board is supposed to be be doing? Yeah, and we could probably do an entire podcast series on this very topic. Ed, but there's three primary responsibilities of a board member for any nonprofit board member, uh, and the first of those is duty of care. And duty of care means that board members must make decisions for an organization that a reasonable person would do in a reasonable situation. So it's duty of care means that a board member is going to come in, they're going to be prepared, they're going to sit down, they're going to listen to whatever is being discussed, whatever decision that has to be made, they're going to look at both sides of the equation and then they're going to make a decision that a reasonable person would make in, in the same situation. So that's, that is basically duty of care. Um, the second responsibility that they have is called duty of loyalty. And duty of loyalty means that they are to avoid conflict of interest. And conflict of interest is kind of interesting. Uh, the, the basic tenets of it, or, or an example would be, 
if the board member owns a marketing firm and then the organization hires that marketing firm to be the, the marketing arm of the organization and the board doesn't realize that's happening, that's a conflict of interest. Now, if the organization goes out and they get you know five uh, quotes from five uh, marketing firms and one of those marketing firms ten is is the board members firm, and uh, their uh, their proposal is really good, and the board makes a decision and they accept and the and that particular board member who's the owner of that company abstains from the vote and the discussion, and the board decides to do it anyway, then that's okay. But conflict of interest is when nobody knows about it. Uh, now again, just to be sure, I'm not a lawyer. Tim's not a lawyer, so. You know, on things like that, make sure that you are you go to your attorney for your organization to, to get that exactly right. Uh, and then the last one is duty of obedience, and that is to not act counter to the interests of the organization. So as a board member, you can't intentionally make decisions that's going to negatively impact the organization. Um, and uh, so those are the three primary responsibilities, core responsibilities of any board member. And it's basically the idea of they're fulfilling their legal responsibilities to have a nonprofit organization. You have to have a board in Illinois, where we're from, you have to have, I believe at least three members, I think. And uh, yeah, three members. And they're there to, to do these, these things that we've talked about, but there's another, there's another piece that we found is really important to have an effective board, uh, a board that helps you move forward. And that's a board that really trusts each other. So the board needs to find ways to interact with each other socially and, and, and uh, build that trust with each other. And I think, Nathan, that's one of the things that has stood out to us as we think about how a board operates and goes forward. As the, as the executive director, you if, if you are looking to your board to be an, uh, uh, an entity, a group that just rubber stamps all of your fabulous ideas, um, because we know as executive directors, all of our ideas are wonderful and they're, they're right on the money and they're just, they're amazing. Um, so if you're looking for your board to just rubber stamp those ideas, you want them to stay kind of on the periphery, kind of high level, don't really dig into the details of anything, then you don't have to worry about this because it won't make any difference if your board is connected well or not. But if you want your board to come in and dig into the issues facing the organization and, and really connect and really make an impact. Now, I'm not talking about on the operation side of the equation. You, you're not, you don't want your board to you know, to be digging into the weeds on what color carpet we're going to order. I mean, that's not, that's a staff, that's operations, but I'm talking about vision and mission and where we're going as an organization. And, and, you know, those, the things that the board's supposed to be doing, if you want them to really get in and wrestle with things and, and really help the organization thrive, then that group of people, they've got to, they've got to trust each other. And, and there's certain ways that, uh, that we, can, we can build trust through these meetings. So we want to just give you five things to think about, five actions or opportunities you have to help create, create a fellowship and trust in the group of people that are serving as your board. 
we want to just jump jump into that and hopefully you'll have some some takeaways and again recognizing that we are in different places you may be a community foundation you know maybe you meet every month maybe you meet quarterly maybe you meet twice a year but what do you what do you do around those times and so let me let me say the first one that I came that I thought of Nathan was using our annual meeting to help create that fellowship and trust and I know what we do with our annual meeting we bring our people from around the United States together to one location and we spend Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday morning together. Saturday's our business time. We just dive into all the, the business things that need to happen. But Friday night, we have a dinner together. And we've created a story around that dinner. And the story is that the very first meeting, the first original board members met at a famous Dave's restaurant to talk about starting this organization. And so when we get together, that Friday of every annual meeting, the Friday night, we always bring famous Daves in and we tell the story of the organization. You know, we barbecue ribs and we do all that stuff, but it creates this sense of connection that we're, we're part of this. And we, we share about, hey, what's been going on in our lives since the last time we were together. And we do more than just work. We actually create an opportunity for people to, to get to know each other and share together and provide some free time as well, just to to walk and to, and to talk. And one of our board members says it's one of the highlights of his year to be able to come together with this group of people. And so an annual meeting is an opportunity to do more than just work, but also to create that social space that brings trust and fellowship, which is, I think is really important. As uh, an executive director, I have a lot of um, not only my current uh, organization, but in the past as well, always have had a lot of input into the agenda and because the board president will often as the, as the executive director will ask for input for the agenda, or oftentimes, you know, if you're serving as an executive director, you already know this, you're the one making the the agenda. And so the, the default, and, and at least this is my default is to always cram in as much as I can, because I've got, you know, I've got them, you know, they're, they're at the meeting, they I've got their attention and I'm just going to cram in every single thing that I can during the time that I've got them. But that doesn't leave any of this free time for this shared interaction. And so uh, and so, same way that, that, you know, what we do kind of like what you do, Tim, is, you know, we build in these call it white space or call it free time or whatever, whatever word you want to use for it, is opportunities for them to relax and to interact, whether it be at, um, at, at a dinner, you know, the night before, uh, that's an awesome story about famous days. I haven't, hadn't heard that before, Tim. That's cool. And I do this for the, during the day, during our actual meeting time is I expand out those breaks a little bit, you know, for the most part, unless the bathroom's like a half mile away, usually 15 minutes is enough time to you know do that. And, but I, I give them a little bit extra time because it's those conversations that are taking place during those breaks. Sometimes that is where the real work is getting done. And this, and this is uh, this bullet point is actually much easier to do in person than it is to do online. Correct. And it's, that was a challenge for us to, to do some of those things online, particularly it's really hard to sit for multiple hours in front of a computer, you know, trying to interact. And so there's challenges around that, that, that happen, but especially if you are able to meet in person, this is, this is really good. And, 
Let me just say again, we know maybe you're just a, a smaller organization. It's like, well, our annual meeting is, there's just a note on the top of our page. that says, this is our annual meeting. We don't do anything special. Right. And I guess our challenge would be, why not? You know, maybe once a year you say, hey, let's, let's find, uh, can you ask your board members to commit to more than just a two hour meeting, but go to a, a local um, gathering place or whatever and spend a better part of a day and mix it up with information, with decisions, with sharing, bring in some people, some of the staff to actually talk about what's going on. But but the idea of having some multiple time, multiple things happening all together creates that that glue that kind of brings you together as a as an organization. Well, another thing that has really has helped us, we normally create space in our meetings for personal updates whether we're in person or whether we're online, most of our meetings through the year. So we meet every month as a board and we meet online and, and then we get together in person once a year. So even in our online meetings, we usually take a few minutes to give some personal updates. Hey, one of my children got married or, Hey, I'm changing jobs. Had a grandbaby. Yeah. You know, grandbaby, that's a great one, you know, but we look at opportunities to share personally as well. And, and I don't know how you take that. You might go, well, we just come and get business. That's what we're here for. But, but Nathan and I are both convinced that if you bring in that personal aspect, you, you begin to connect with each other. You learn to trust each other. You go forward so much, so much better if we can kind of get to know each other personally. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And the, and it doesn't have to be a ton of time. I mean, it just, and not everybody's going to say something every, every single meeting, but a, again, it just, it just goes back to relating as a team because your board is actually a team and there's team dynamics and, and that just falls into that category of team dynamics and growing together. And, and, you know, board meetings can be, uh, you know, you want them to be fun. You want them to be uplifting. You want them to be positive, but sometimes there's things that you have to decide and talk about that aren't fun, that aren't, you know, when things aren't going well, there's their board meetings can be tension filled sometimes. And so just having that release uh, valve of, Hey, these are the great things that are going, we, we got tough things to talk about. We'll get to that in a second, but you know, here's some great things going on that I, I'm really excited about. And it just, it just helps to, to bring perspective to the meeting. The third thing that can help bring trust and fellowship together is the idea of learning together. You know, we've had an opportunity to read a book together as a, as board members and say, we're going to read before we come to the meeting and then we're going to discuss it. How does it impact you personally? How does it impact our organization? And we've we've dove into some really tough discussions. We've we've actually uh, read a book around racism, which is which is a challenge. How does that how does it impact our organization? How does it impact each of us? And that may sound like, well, that sounds like a powder keg, but it, it, for us, it's been really good to be able to walk together and, and discuss some of this. And so there may, it doesn't even have to be at that level, but it could be, you know, trends that are going on in, in your area, or it could be all kinds of things, but, but saying, Hey, as a board, let's, let's take a learning journey together and share each other's experiences and insights and grow in that way as well. You know, board members kind of, kind of like executive directors. I mean, the first the first day on the job of your first day as an executive director, you walk in 
uh, or if you're virtual, like Tim and I are, you, you know, sit down at your desk and poof, you, you are supposed to be an expert on everything. You're, you're an expert on program development. You're an expert on fundraising. You're an expert on marketing. You're an expert on uh, governance. You're an expert on uh, administration. You have all the things that you're supposed to be good at. And you may or may not have those skill sets. And so you have to learn those skill sets. You have to develop those. You have to find people to mentor and train and help you. And board members are the same way. They come in, they sit down at the board meeting or they sit down in front of the camera. And now all of a sudden they're supposed to be experts on all these things, nonprofit, and they don't even work at a nonprofit or probably, you know, most of them don't. So there is opportunity to teach and to train and to educate board members on their role and how to carry out that role in the best way possible. And so through these, you know, I'm not necessarily want to call it a book club, but you know, there's opportunities that you can use to learn together uh, as a group that will help them do their jobs better. And I think, you know, board members are not looking for more busy work. They're not looking for things to do because they have all this free time. But if you give them an opportunity to learn to do their job as a board member better, you'll you'll find most of them will be interested in doing something, you know, as long as it's not hours and hours. That also helps create the culture of the board too. Like what are we what are we coming together on? How do we how do we talk? How do we do things? And I'll just say it can be done in person or online. That's one of those things that can go either either way. The last the last two things I'm going to mention are are probably done better in person. The first one is to connect outside meetings. Go play golf. Let's <laughs> let's go play golf together. And you talk and you you have fun together or you have meals, maybe you go to a sporting event, but you're looking to connect outside of a normal meeting. Uh, my boss and I took a board member to a baseball game and we had a great time. And it wasn't just the fact that we enjoyed this, the event, but naturally as we're sitting there watching the game, things come up about the organization, things we're thinking about, things we've heard, things that are going on. He's asking questions. And it's just a great interaction. And I and I we still it came up again just recently about what a great time that was when we did that, you know, two or three years ago. So looking for those outside meeting connections, that really helps build the friendship and the fellowship and the trust together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it just and you could do that. There's no pressure, there's no uh, and you know, even even though the intent of it is to not necessarily the intent is to not, uh, let's see, how do I say it? Intentionally drive discussion about the organization. But like you said, Tim, organically, it will come up uh, and it, it gives you a perspective to, or an opportunity to maybe cover items that maybe from a different, looking through a different lens or through a, it, it's just in a, in a relaxing way where you can talk about what needs to be talked about without the pressure of, you know, okay, we have a motion on the table and, you know, do we have a, a motion and do we have a second? It's not, it's just a, a less structured environment where conversation can really flow. And so the, the last one we want to talk about, and I, there's many more, I mean, we, we have, could have tons of ideas, but um, the last one is looking for an opportunity to serve together with your board members. This so is the idea of visiting and working together at one of your program sites. You know, if you're a food bank, 
get your board members to come in and let's let's stuff boxes, let's prepare the food to go to go to the different places. Or, you know, Nathan, take some of your board members to to Haiti and and visit the clinic. And so, looking for opportunities to to not just sit around the table and make decisions, but to actually serve together, which build, brings you as a board together closer. Um, but also gives them a perspective that they may not have if they don't show up in those places. So being intentional about that is really important. I always think sometimes we're sitting in this around this table or we're sitting on the cameras and we're making, especially when it comes to finance, we're making finance decisions that impact thousands of people. And depending on your organization, maybe maybe it's it's tens or hundreds or thousands, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. You're making these decisions that impact people. And if, if your board members have never had a chance to interact with people, the people that you serve, or they've never experienced the delivery of that service. So they've never seen how, okay, from an operational standpoint, this is what we do. This is how we work. If they've never experienced that, it's diff. I'm not saying it's difficult. They can still make good sound financial decisions, but if they've experienced that, then the next time they're sitting at the table making decisions like that, it is you will you will find board members say, you know, I never realized that. I never understood the difficulty that we have in delivering this service until I actually tried to deliver it. And you know what? We really do need a, a new truck, or we really do need more racking, or we really do need a new lawnmower because that lawnmower stinks. It's a great opportunity to give them a, a, a way to experience what you do. And to get the joy from that, uh, it, it'll make them better board members. We understand, you know, maybe the focus is on, hey, we have these board meetings, we come in, we make decisions, we look at the finances, we do all those things that we need to do as board members, and that's important. But I think today we wanted to say there's another step, and that step is that you have a board that trusts each other, that, that connects with each other, and is able to help the organization go further because they're in sync together. So Nathan, thanks for sharing some of that as well. And uh, we hope it's been helpful for you. I appreciate you listening today. And if you have comments or questions, a topic you'd like us to address, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to nonprofitleader.online and leave us a message. You can always send us an email. Our email addresses are always in the show notes. Thanks for listening today. And we'll see you next time.